previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Now, piece the rest together. Now, when did, and you met your husband there. Now, how long until you got married and all that stuff? So were you married Um, before you came to New York? No. We moved to New York and lived in sin. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. We know something about living in sin in New York City. That's all I'm going to say. Bonnie Burko, (laughs) can't thank her enough. What an amazing... The feedback we're getting on that is just amazing. I never thought I'd say this, Roxy. We start with a haiku from Shad. Where not only does Bonnie get it done, but she also does podcasts. Yep, sure does. Tata K, I once saved Bonnie from a nasty dry ice incident. That's all we get. That's it. We uh, haven't had him on for five mediocre minutes yet, right? Ooh, we haven't. So, I mean, it only it. took us a year and a half to get him on as a Meet the Littles guest. So, <laughs> maybe for our 500th episode, we'll finally, maybe that's what he meant when he said he was saving us for his 500th episode. Who knows? Bobby Gottfried wrote in, OMG, so much so quickly from Bonnie. First of all, the woman to whom I am related by marriage also went to Church Hill High School and has a master's from AU. Next, dear Abby's sister is Ann Landers. To quote Adam Sandler, we got Ann Landers and her sister, dear Abby. Also, I'm shocked that when Bonnie was going through July 4th birthdays, she did not mention Anthony Joseph Reale. I can't either. I did not know that. They share a birthday. That's That's so fun. Then we heard from Tim Wildsmith. Just finished the 150th episode, and it was so good. My sincere congratulations. Y'all have not only created a fun show, but a really special extension of the TK community. Thank you for including me and for the kind words about the song. Becca and I are looking to come to New York this fall. Looks like late September is the best time, and we'd love to meet y'all in person if it works out. Any suggestions on the best shows to see right now? I'm thinking Music Man would be pretty fun, but I also heard there are some great new shows right now. That is a very good question. (laughs) So much to unpack there. (laughs) Absolutely. We will make sure somehow we get together. Yes. I think we'll both be here at that time, hopefully. Uh Uh-huh. The shows, I I forgot about this. I would say hold off until we know what shows are open. Yeah, right, because things are going to be closing soon and new shows are going to be opening. It's an ever-changing... Well, Music Man will still be running, I'm sure. That will still be running. I would think... No, it's already... They set a new block of tickets to go on sale for November forward. Oh, great. So that's always a great sign. Yeah, And as long as Hugh and Mm. Sutton are in it, it's going to run. And Bob Sproul gave it a raving review. He was here a couple weeks ago to see Music Man. Yeah. So we'll get on that. Don't worry about that. And then we heard from Mo. He says, happy 150th episode, Chuck and Roxy. What a great treat to hear Bonnie Burko and her story. Glad to hear Chuck stayed COVID-free and that Roxy has recovered. Looking forward to seeing you for Jingle Golf on Friday the 24th. Ooh. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Okay. Okay, because okay. let's get the episode started. We have so many things, but we can't start the episode without a quick welcome to the world, Reed Kornheiser. Yeah, Tony's a grandpa again. Three boys. Michael, three boys. That's amazing. So congratulations, Michael, and the whole family, and Tony as a grandfather. And yeah, welcome to the world, Reed. If you haven't checked out Eric's drawing already, and he updated it it's already so based on the last <laughs> big show, it's fantastic. So now it's Bootsy, the Hammer, and the Captain. And the ca- wow, Roxy. Roxy's on top of it. Wow, because that was late. Co- yeah, because it was just Reed, and now yeah. we believe it's going to be the Captain. Yeah, cute. So. That's kind of that's kind of neat. I know. You know that's so he'll cute. have to find his own little Tennille, I guess. <laughs> And then today, Roxy, we kind of dropped the ball on this. Happy birthday, Paul McCartney. That's today, <gasps> Saturday. And Love of my life. Well, I'm about to drop some really bad news. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh-oh. 
I've seen posts all over the place. He was at MetLife Stadium last week, I think on Wednesday night. Shut the front yeah. Oh, door. it gets worse, Roxy. Halfway through the concert or three quarters, whatever it was, he's like, oh, I needed some local talent to help me out. Yeah. How about Bruce Springsteen walks out, does a couple songs. Then, because it was his birthday week, Bon Jovi comes out. Oh, my god! I mean, what kind of freaking concert? Oh, my God. Let's just hope it was Thursday and I had to work. Paul was my favorite Beatle. I know. Let's just hope we did not mess that up completely. And let's just hope it was on Thursday and I uh, couldn't go. Okay. Uh, quick shout out. Well, first of all, we wanted to do that. We haven't done these nationals and there's so many today, but World Juggling Day and National Want to Get Away Day. I think that has to do with Southwest Airlines. I have no idea. <laughs> but the juggling thing, that would be my new answer for what's a, the, a talent, talent you wish you had. Yeah. You, dancing for I sure. I have but juggling balls. I know. I got them for you yep. as a present. Still don't know how to use Still them. Still don't know how to use them. <laughs> That's okay. Then we have some on this days. This will be fun for the sports fans. On this day in 1977 was the day Billy Martin and Reggie Jackson got into that ridiculous fight in the Fenway Park dugout. And it was a huge story. He took him out of right field and all that stuff. But it was so huge that they created that Broadway play, The Bronx Bombers, it yeah. was called. And a whole scene was, I thought this was a really clever idea. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast a long time ago. They did this play where it was like, what would the next day be like? Right. So the scene that they did in the play took place in Thurman Munson's hotel suite. And he invited Billy Martin and Reggie Jackson to come over to talk it out. I mean, it was so clever. I mean, if you think about it, like, because that happened. Yeah. Obviously, that had to happen. Yeah. And for someone to just kind of like guess, I guess maybe they got some actual facts about what exactly went down in the hotel room. But I just thought it was really clever. And then we also have, on this day in 1983, the Space Shuttle Challenger is launched into space on its second mission. On board the shuttle is Dr. Sally K. Ride, who, as a mission specialist, becomes the first American woman to travel into space. Ride, who had earlier pursued a professional tennis career, answered a newspaper ad in 1977 from NASA calling for young, tech-savvy scientists who could work as mission specialists. I mean, how cool is that? NASA meaning NASA. Yes. <laughs> And then the most important part about today is that it's one week away, Littles. How excited are you? We are one week away from Jingle Fest. Roxy. Which we are calling Jingle Tap. Saturday, June 25th, 7 p.m. at the Holiday Inn Express in Springfield, Virginia. Free event and BYOB, Total Wine Warehouse, right next door. Then we also have Friday the night before, June 24th, where we have Jingle Golf in the morning and afternoon. Contact Shad in D.C. And then a gathering called Mingle Fest at night. Yeah. So unfortunately, our travel plans had to change a little bit. So we're not going to make it down for Jingle Golf. We're still coming, though. We're still coming. We'll be there late in the day. Friday. Uh, Friday. So we'll get to Mingle Fest. We're just going to be maybe a little fashionably late. We're not sure yet exactly yeah. how that's all going to play out. But we'll be there. We'll be there. <laughs> that's really what matters, I think. But unfortunately, we're not going to get to Jingle Golf. Yeah. Sadly, I couldn't get up to get my clubs and all that yeah. stuff. And it, the logistics it was, just it weren't, a lot of, weren't working yeah. out, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But we'll be there. We'll be there for Mingle Fest, Jingle Fest, all the other festivities. Yep. We're going to have to get a bagel from Bethesda Bagel for I sure. I am dying for a bagel. Yes, I haven't had a bagel. bagel in a long time and I'm saving it for Bethesda. And then if I may go personal for a little bit, I gave him a major shout out on one of our previous episodes. Roxy, the Ichabod Crane softball team, women's softball team, state champs, class B state champs. Now we're going to get into this class B thing again. I think it has to do with how many students are in the school and the class uh -huh. A, class B, class sure. AA, double, Maybe. whatever it is. But they won the state championship softball and these stats are just crazy. They were 25 and 0 this season. Whoa. They had 407 runs scored, 13 runs allowed all season, 13, 18 mercy rule wins, including all four state games. 
Wow. They were unbeatable. And I didn't even realize this. This is the third. It's N-Y-S-P-H-S-A-A, whatever the hell that stands for. Class B title since 2015. Whoa. Okay, so I would definitely be the worst player on that team. (laughs) I will be the water person. Right? I will sit in the dugout and just cheer but wear a uniform and at one point they'll shove me in an area that I won't do any damage yeah it's unbelievable (laughs) so congratulations Ichabod Crane women's softball team class b state champs all right and one more quick email before we uh get to our meet the littles guest and we've got more of that coming don't worry we've got a ton of stuff for our last segment (laughs) we've got a lot of sync talk Roxy lit a fire I sure did but we end with this Chuck and Roxy, when I sent you the email about time zone, wait, I'm going to read this exactly. When I sent you the email about time ones, O-N-E-S, comma, you will notice that I sent that message at 6.42 a.m. ED time. Forgive the typos. Roop Sharma. Okay. Do I forgive these as well, Roop? What time was that written? Yeah. What time ones? I don't know. Anyway, then he writes a separate email and it just says, Chuck, yes, you are stupid. Roop. I mean, come on, man. That's a little. What I mean, are you doing out here, I don't man? even think Michael's gotten one of those emails. Well, well maybe he did, and they just don't read it. I yeah, read everything. Probably. I mean, come on. <laughs> I hope he means that with love. Now we're going to get to meet him. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm very me excited. Too. Me the too. only, I mean, not the only. I've heard now two people that are not coming, and it's kind of a bummer. And we're going to have to figure this Ooh. out. Rob Colpine can't make the trip this no. year, but I do want to give a special shout out to him. He's been trying his best. He finally got us our prizes, mm-hmm. and he got you your shirt. Yep. I'm hopefully getting a shirt. He's been doing everything he can for us, and yeah. we really appreciate yeah. it. So special shout-out, Rob Colpine, getting us all that stuff so we have some stuff to pass out at Jingle Fest and stuff like that. And then Tata K. No. So we're not going to have any, like, beer to drink, I guess. I don't know. Oh, we'll have to go across the street. Yeah, we're going to go across the street, but we're, we'll definitely have one in your rings. honor, Tata K. <laughs> it's going to be a sad day. Did I, you send a picture to him about the Two Roads beer that you had? No, I didn't. Did I take a picture? I don't think I took a picture. Oh. Yeah. I had a great, it was saved from the wedding. Yeah. I took it from the bridal suite and just <laughs> packed it. And I had it the other had day a and it was great. Of wine. <laughs> and then I guess we should also say, yeah, Sully from Boston's not going to be there anyway. Anyway, time to get out of here. <laughs> We've got a great Meet the Littles guest. We will miss you, Sully. Yeah. And probably, Roxy, one of the ultimate Barry the Lead moments. Yep. So, spoiler alert yep. on that, but you're going to have to stick around to hear what that Barry the Lead moment is. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hi, this is Adam Jameson from Pittsburgh, Kansas. No H on the end. And this is the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. group called Among the Guilty, and this song is called Now He's Gone. 
And this was actually sent in by John Rogers, who actually wrote the song for Among the Guilty. And if you like what you hear, you can find them on SoundCloud. We'll provide the link in the show notes. And you can also follow John Rogers on Facebook over at Foster Our Creative Studios. And you can find his stuff on YouTube. Just search John Rogers. And as always, we'll play the full song, Now He's Gone, by Among the Guilty at the end of the podcast. Alright, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And we've got a fun one for you today, Roxy, all the way from the DMV, I believe. Please welcome to the podcast, Ben Carton. Hey, Ben, how's it going? Hey, good evening. How are you all doing? Good. Good. Now, I got that right, correct? You're down in the DMV area, right? I'm in Baltimore, currently watching the Orioles play the Blue Jays. Oh, okay. Ooh, hopefully, Hopefully they're beating up on them, because we're Red Sox <laughs> fans here, but we'll get all into that. Don't worry. Don't hate us too much. But what we normally do, Ben, is we usually turn it right over to you. Why don't you introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there and tell us a little something about yourself? Sure. My name, like you said, is Ben Carton. I'm from a small town called Salisbury, Maryland. Grew up there and then uh, moved to Baltimore when I was 17 to go to college at what was Towson State University and is now Towson University. Graduated from there with a degree in film and television with a minor in journalism and then proceeded to move to New York for a year and try and cut my teeth in production and radio and realized that living in New York and making $28,000 a year in the year 2000 is not enough to live in the city and enjoy yourself. Well, it is yep. for six months, uh, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. In a, in a very small one-room apartment shared with another person. Uh-huh. It wasn't the lifestyle I was trying to lead. So after that year, I moved back to Baltimore and have been here pretty much ever since for the past 20 years. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. great. So we're going to cut in real quick because we have a full disclosure moment for the... This is a, a Loyal Littles podcast first, Littles. Literally, Ben, when did we last talk? A couple hours ago? Yes. And you told us you only have Wednesday nights and Wednesday yep. is Chuck's night off. That's the only night I have off. Yep. And Roxy has things going on the next couple Wednesdays. So I was like, hey, how about tonight? And you were like, hey, sure. Why not? Now, we had no time to prep for this whatsoever. So we're loving this. You don't know anything about us, which is kind of fun. We actually live in New York City. Yeah. That's where we're calling you from. So we know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I jumped in with the whole six months. The because city is hard. <laughs> city sucks. I hate it. But I want to get into that. So what is Townsend State called now? It's just called Towson University. Oh, okay. Stayed out, I believe, in 2002. Okay. Now, is there a reason for that? Uh, it stopped getting state funding. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Mm. That's what I was thinking. I was like, it's no longer a state school. That'll do it. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So journalism, though. I'm very excited about that. Radio, all that stuff. Now, what exactly were you coming to New York for? I worked at CBS Radio uh, oh. and Westwood One Radio. I actually was the commercial production coordinator. So I worked down on 57th Street and all the commercials that played on CBS Radio affiliates, Westwood One Radio affiliates and things like that were cut in my studio. Mm-hmm. So throughout the day, there would be a litany of people running in to cut commercials for David Letterman TV appearances, mm-hmm. yep. the MTV Video Music Award appearances, any Westwood One sports stuff. So we had a lot of stuff to do with Boomer Esiason because he was on uh, CBS radio at the time. Mm -hmm. So all the spots and things that were local to CBS affiliates in New York City were cut and produced in my studio, basically. Wow. Wow. Now, small world. We are exactly a block and a half away from that studio. Yep. 
right now. Oh, okay. Yep. We, yeah. yeah, we're on 56th and 9th. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. lots of friends that work down there. We have a friend, but they're on the more TV side yeah. than the radio. Yeah. We have a dear friend who she's a camera operator for CBS. And she has a twin who works for NBC <laughs> as a camera operator. It's so funny. <laughs> and it's funny. Oh, wow. That's yeah, it's funny to see them. They'll take pictures sometimes of them on the same, you shoot, know, on basically. the same shoot, basically. Yeah. Know, the same press conference or whatever. Yep. And it's hilarious hmm. to see them together. Yeah. yeah. So Now we love this area. Yeah. And so did you just not like it or what made you then just besides the living conditions? Is that basically what it was? I miss New York terribly. My brother actually lives in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. I go back there as much as I can. If I could live there now, I still would. The money I was making, I actually had to get a weekend job at ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can imagine, this is back when the millennium first started. My weekend job at ESPN was doing the bottom line and doing the coding for that. Mm. So that was when the ticker at the bottom of the screen had just been kind of introduced to being on TV. So there was a group of us that worked out of Jersey City that would update that ticker throughout the day with important news or scores or things like that. That was my weekend gig. And even then, making money that was not enough to survive, not only living in New York, but trying to do things that I wanted to do, like go see shows or go to museums or go out to dinner maybe once a month. On the salary I was making from my regular job and the weekend job, I just couldn't make it happen. And then I just didn't have the time. So I wasn't fully living the New York experience. Yeah. Just working all the time. So I just hightailed it back to Baltimore because it just wasn't a good fit for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard. We totally get it. We're both in show business, so we yeah. understand. Oh, okay. There's some off-Broadway contracts where we're like, oh, I should get a part-time job on the weekends. Right. Or, well, we can on the weekends because that's our busiest I mean, time, I know but... people who are right. who are like, I'd rather not take this performing gig because I make more in yeah. my side job than or, I would on this performing or, gig. Or more on unemployment. More on unemployment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how it's, it is, yeah. yeah, it's very, very tricky sometimes. So we get that. But that's a downer. So then you got out of here. I know, but the city is really fun, too. (laughs) So So what happened when you left there? What was next? Was that back down to Maryland? I actually came back to Baltimore and was homeless for about a month. Oh, no. I lived out of my car and lived in, a few of my friends were still in college, so I slept in their dorm rooms or whatever. I didn't have any sort of plan or anything like that. surfed. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And, you know, you're 21, 22, and you don't want to turn to your parents and admit that you failed or ask for help. And most of my family is in Baltimore, my aunts, uncles, all that. And I just didn't want news getting back home that I wasn't doing well on my own. So I kind of waited till I got another job and an apartment to kind of explain to my parents what had happened. We have another term in the business called (laughs) fake it till you make it. Yeah. (laughs) So it sounds like you did a little bit of that. That and then some. Okay. (laughs) I did that for like a month, and then a friend of mine offered me a job at Verizon back when cell phones were becoming super, super popular. And I did that and and moved my way up through that company for nine years, which was a fun experience at the time. Yeah. Cool. All right, Ben. Well, now let's get into, I mean, I have a feeling we know already, but your fandom. What's your favorite sport? What's your favorite teams? All that kind of stuff. So I'm a huge football and hockey fan. Hockey, obviously, Washington Capitals. Super thrilled they won the Cup in 18. Football, I'm actually, unfortunately, a Bears fan. Whoa. Interesting. Um, the Bears. they are <laughs> terrible. So. <laughs> so how did that happen? How did you become a Bears fan? The first game I ever saw on TV was the nationally televised game of the week, and it happened to be a Bears game. Oh. And it was 1984. Oh. I was at my mom's boss's house for like some sort of holiday party and i just happened to plop myself in front of the tv because i was six years old and i was like all right this team is doing well they're obviously very good and first game i ever saw was a bears game and i just have loved them ever since and then you thought oh we're gonna roll because then 85 came along 
85 came along and I was loving life as a seven-year-old kid. And then the rest of the time has been garbage. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you had that one Super Bowl appearance, right? Yeah, we were winning, you know, after the opening kickoff and everything looked great. And then Peyton Manning, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I'm very happy to have seen one championship from the Capitals in my lifetime. Sure. Unfortunately, the Orioles will just never win a World Series. You know, 83, I was way too young to remember it. And with football being the way it is and the AFC being super, super strong, I don't see the Bears doing anything anytime soon. Yeah. No, that is rough. Now, you are down there. Did you ever get to chatter? Have you ever been to a jingle fest, stuff like that? I never got to Chatter, never been to a Jingle Fest. I'm actually super bummed I never got to Chatter because I bought Tony's book, I'm Back for More Cash, mm-hmm. and I always wanted to talk with him about it and get it autographed yeah. and just meet him in general, and I'm very angry at myself that I never took the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Same thing happened here. Don't feel too bad. Yeah, we didn't Except make it down. then <laughs> Chuck here stalked him on the road because he announced on PTI one night he was going to see a Broadway show, so I went to that show yeah. and found him with all three of his books. <laughs> like... <laughs> Wow. Had him side of. Yeah, yeah, had to do it. But speaking of, when did you start listening to Tony? All that kind of stuff. I started listening to Tony when he was on regular radio in D.C. When I worked at Verizon, I would sometimes have to drive to Alexandria or Richmond or drive and then take the train into D.C. And I was able to listen to his show while he was on regular radio. And of course, when I was in college, I watched PTI religiously. So I've watched every episode of PTI since its inaugural episode and have always been a huge fan of Tony and Mike. And then finding out Tony had a radio show, dialed into that whenever I could get the signal in my car. And then maybe like two or three years ago was a rough mental health time for me. And I realized that he had switched over to the podcast side Mm -hmm. and immediately downloaded every single episode I could and listened one right after the other after the other. And it was like I had, you know, hadn't missed hearing him on regular radio. And I picked up right where I left off listening to him from before. And I've been a fan 20 years. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. And it's just the reach he has for everyone. Yeah. And from it's his really, books to his columns to everything. For me, I'm not a regular Tony listener. I'm kind of here just to support Chuck and said, hey, you need a hobby. Let's do this podcast you've been talking about for years. <laughs> But I have learned through so many littles like yourself that there is something about listening to Tony that, you know, you could be going through a rough patch, but you have him to listen to. And having that one thing kind of helps you through whatever that rough patch is. And it's like that one constant in your life in that moment, which is kind of really cool for him, like cool for you and cool for him, too, that his voice has that ability to pick people up. I think the thing I compare it to the most, and maybe some other littles feel the same way, is he reminds me of my father or mm-hmm. even my grandfather. I mean, mm-hmm. my whole family grew up in Brooklyn, so there's a lot of New York background, and, and he has a New York background yeah. as well, growing up on the Long Island side. Just listening to the way he talks and the passion for the things that he talks about, I just remember sitting as a, a younger person around the table with my grandparents and my uncles and aunts, and they were all passionate the same way, and they all spoke with the same kind of fervor. Mm-hmm that he gets when he's passionate about a certain thing. And then we would eventually move into sports and they would talk about the Brooklyn Dodgers and tell their stories. And it reminds me the way he tells his stories and the way he talks about things from his childhood remind me of those times with my family and that kind of stuff. That's, I think, where my connection is strongest to him and his show. Yeah, it's yeah. like home. 
Absolutely. And I just, we referenced this a couple episodes ago where I said the same thing, where a lot of those columns, you know, in his one book, my sisters don't even, well, they know now who Tony Kornheiser is because <laughs> of this podcast, but they didn't. And I would bring them to him. They're like, who is this guy? I'm like, just read this story. And they're like, oh my God, that sounds like dad. And I'm like, yeah, yeah exactly. And it's such, and it's so relatable, such a talent, mm-hmm. you know, if you think about it. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is he's a celebrity that doesn't know he's a celebrity. Yeah. Right. And that's the most endearing thing a person, a public figure can have going for them is their humbleness and their ability to be self-effacing. Mm-hmm. It makes them more human. Yeah. And yeah. it gives them an element of the ability to connect with an audience that some people just don't have. Yeah. And I right. think he's very, very good at that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said you're a big PTI fan, right? Huge. Okay, well, you're going to have to go back. Make sure you hit Bonnie Burko's episode, for sure, obviously. I mean, she's the woman behind PTI. Mm -hmm. And Mm. she gave us some really in-depth insight really good insight yeah. to what goes on behind the scenes yeah. while tony and mike are yapping up on the set <laughs> you know and how they're freaking out in the, the control room because now they have to go live or something else like that you know or she was talking about how like sports center's trying to cut in and she's like no you don't no you don't tony has to say this you know blah, 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 all this stuff it's really great yeah it's really good so yeah. i highly recommend that are you all counting down the days until he goes back into the studio for pti oh like, my I, gosh yes i i love the show and i love the fact that they can still do it mm-hmm. from his house and mike's in arizona one week and he's at the studio the next week i'm dying to get them both back in the same room yeah absolutely yeah yeah because the delays i mean they've gotten used to it now Mm -hmm. but they still have some issues with that and it's just but also it's so different when you're actually in the studio together i mean chuck and i went through this at the beginning of doing this whole podcast he was sitting in the bedroom and i was sitting on the couch in the living room and i hated it (laughs) She was like, I was time. really like, it was questionable for me if I was going to continue doing this podcast. But then as soon as we got the microphones and now we're sitting at the kitchen table, which we call Cool Aunt Claire's table, it was a game changer for me. There's nothing like being able to actually interact with someone and see the looks on their face. Right. You know, mm-hmm. yep. so I'm, I just hope it happens. I watch PTI more than I listen to the podcast. And I personally am excited for the hopeful someday that he does get back in the studio yeah. with Will Bond. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. that'll happen, but I'm because I'm, I'm also sitting here thinking like, why would he? If they're going to yeah, pay him I mean, just as so much money easy. to sit in his attic, he just mm-hmm. goes upstairs and goes to work and then comes downstairs and does the podcast. I don't know. But I, there is that, oh, absolutely. that little spark, whatever that spark is. But if the ratings don't go down, that's true. you know what I mean? Like, that's, I, that's all I'm saying. I hope he that's does. True. Trust me, I hope he does. Even like once a week. Yeah. I think as fans, we're greedy for that, but you're right. I mean, I work from home full time. Yeah. So there's no way. I mean, I, if I have to go into the office, I will. It's yeah. not the end of the world. Right. Yeah. But I make the same money whether I do or not. Yeah. That's yep. what I mean. So yeah. if I'm going to get paid to be at home and not wear pants, then I'm going to be at home and not wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's just call it what it is. Exactly. You know? And that is a perfect place to take a break. We'll be right back with... Meet the Littles. Hi, Littles. This is Bonnie Burko from the PTI Show, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on WTFC, your podcast network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are lucky enough to have Ben Carton here with us. And we do believe he has pants on. We actually don't know. We don't care. I mean, pants are optional on the Loyal Littles Podcast. That's all I'm going to say. I'll never tell. All right. (laughs) But listen, we did know. Are you okay going into what do you do now for work? I work in finance. I work in corporate trust, which is very complicated. So the easiest way to explain it is I have a group of customers 
who are very big companies that buy into tranches of debt and they get paid the interest on the debt that they buy. Mm-hmm. So basically I move billions of dollars around all day and the, that amount has become very boring to me, which is very weird. <laughs> but are, are you ever afraid you're going to like miss a decimal point or something or zero? Or? Yeah, it's uh, it's very analytical, very numbers driven. You do have to like triple check every single calculation you have within your entire spreadsheet and formula and all that stuff. But no, there's checks and balances and analysts that run through all the numbers to make sure when payments are due, you're giving your customers the right amount of money. Yeah, so. cool. Wow. So nothing like radio at all. <laughs> no, no. I. Uh, it's weird because that was my goal was to be on the radio. And I was actually a DJ in D.C. for two to three years when I was in college at a pretty large radio station that is now defunct and doesn't exist anymore, which most rock stations have gone the way of many other yeah. radio stations mm-hmm. that don't exist. I wanted to be on the air, and I was. And then, again, you, you kind of have to realize are you doing this because you love it or are you doing this to make a living and unfortunately being on the radio uh, the hours i was on the radio was not enough to make a living so you yeah. kind of have to make a choice after right. a while yeah oh we hear you it's kind of like podcasting mm-hmm. so we get it <laughs> you got to love it if you're not loving it then because you're not making yeah. money off of it well normally no it's interesting though but did you ever were you into math in college and all that stuff my first major was accounting, and oh, that was my major is. for about six days. Yep. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> yep. Um, six it was, days. It was terribly repetitive, <laughs> terribly boring. I kind of backed into this job uh, after working at Verizon for nine years. I quit because cell phones were becoming annoying, and the customers were becoming annoying, yep. and everybody had one, and they were all breaking all the time. <laughs> so I kind of just looked for other jobs and started working at a bank didn't know anything about banking. I mean, I knew what banking was. Like I knew what a checking account was and all that, but learned as I went and kind of moved my way up the ladder. And now I do corporate trust. So now I think I have you beat on that. Well, it wasn't my major, but in college I thought I was going to be all, cause we had to take a lane. I went to a liberal arts college and so we had to take a language and I took Spanish in high school, but Mm -hmm. I was a vocal performance major, theater major. So I was like, oh, I have to sing in Italian. I have to sing in German. Blah, blah, blah. So the only other language that I would sing in a lot was German. So I thought, oh, I'm going to do the right thing and not just get the easy A in Spanish because you could start with beginner. I lasted three classes. It was five days. So three classes, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I was done. We had this one of these teachers. Wait, in Spanish or in German? In German. I decided yeah. to take German because I'm okay. like, oh, this will be good for my major because yep. I'll learn better how to pronunciate the lyrics I'm singing and whatnot. And, oh, my gosh, what a disaster that was. I mean, we, I had this hardcore teacher where she just, the minute you walk in the room. You're speaking you're German. You're speaking German. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know a lick. Yeah. Like, I don't even know my numbers. I don't know my date. And this was beginning German. Yeah. But, of course, she's used to most people who take beginning German have already taken it in high school. Mm-hmm. So they have a basic knowledge of the language. Basic. I knew nothing. I was <laughs> I can't do this. And it was giving me a headache. I'm like, I'm out. Give me that easy A. I went back to Spanish. It was great. Yep. Smart move. All right, Ben. Well, unfortunately, we're almost out of time here. And on the Loyal Littles podcast, now we know you don't really know this, but we like to do what we call our fun, dumb questions. Now, we hope that's going to be okay. I mean, you don't really have a choice. So just just (laughs) go with it. Uh, But you do have a choice. Would you like rapid fire first or would you like thought provoking, in depth Roxy questions, (laughs) is what we call them? Ooh, thought provoking first. Okay. Okay. All right, go ahead. All right. What's a great book you've read recently? Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Thank you, Roxy. Get on it. 
I'm working at that's the next one on my list. I bought her the complete collection like five years ago. She I'm a even, very uh, slow reader. And Chuck here's read the all. Very slow. Amazing, so. I finished Chamber of Secrets two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah. I'm not a huge reader, but I read all the Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh, so good. Them. So good. So. Oh, you already read all of them? Oh, yeah. I read them a long time ago. Okay. I reread constantly. Gotcha. So. All right. Cool. This is from a loyal little fan. What talent or skill do you wish you had? I wish I could draw. I am a terrible artist or drawer or whatever you want to call it. I couldn't draw a straight line with a ruler if I tried. <laughs> so if I could have any talent, it would be that. Okay. Sweet. Who would play you in a movie of your life? Tom Green, because people say I look like Tom Green. Okay. I don't know who that is. That's what Google's for, Chuck. No, no. Who is that? Tom Green had a show on MTV a long time ago in the late 90s oh. where he would do crazy nonsense. Gotcha. Now, uh, now I got you. See, Roxy wasn't oh. born yet, so I knew she didn't for know. A while. Oh, but I've um, seen him before. Yeah, but Roxy wasn't even born yet. So anyway. Okay. <laughs> Uh, here's another one from a recent little that's sent in on our website. Loyallittlespod.com. Thank you, Roxy. What is your first major news story you remember as a child? The Challenger exploding. Yeah. Mm, I think mine was Princess Diana. Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. Do you, how do you feel now, <laughs> Ben? How are you feeling? <laughs> Not great. Not great. Nope, nope, nope. Well... Yep. We actually went to see Every, Elton John recently in concert did. in Brooklyn. Oh, my God. That's when she finally figured I out. I finally realized that. Who Norma Jean was. Okay. Well, but not he, who Norma Jean oh was. Oh, my God. He, he well, changed the lyrics. I didn't realize he changed. I thought that song was. Was for Princess Diana. Written specifically for Princess Diana. And then I'm oh. sitting there at this concert. I'm like, Norma Jean. And she's like, he's like, why are all these pictures of Marilyn Monroe flashing on? Oh, <laughs> that was her name. <laughs> so. I mean, it finally clicked at this concert. So Ben, now how do you feel? Ago. How do you feel? Any better? Yeah, but that's I just feel better now, that's yeah. just Roxy <laughs> being dumb. So well, it's also Roxy being young. So that's okay. <laughs> young and dumb. There All we right. go. <laughs> All right. Who is your favorite athlete? Wow, Walter Payton. Ooh, good one. Mm. Of course, Roxy's like, oh, she has no idea who that is. Football? Yes. There very you go. Okay. Yeah. It's a start. Come on. One of the greatest okay. running, greatest running back of all time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. the greatest running back. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Uh, I, I at least had him <laughs> as one of the. No, he probably is the greatest. Yeah. He played for Chicago. Okay. So, yeah. The Bears. The Bears. She likes saying that. What group of kids would you want to hang out with? The oh, kids from E.T., Goonies, or Stand By Me? Goonies, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> That's what I said, too. That's what Goonies I said. never die. Goonies they never, never die. die. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Name a product or service you love so much that you'd happily be that company's spokesperson. Wow. All right. This is going to be kind of off the wall. That's okay. Tasty Cake makes a pumpkin pie during the holiday season. And it is the only pumpkin pie that I will eat because I'm a big texture eater. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I don't like regular pumpkin pie where it's weird on the top and gooey. Mm-hmm. So their pumpkin pie is crust on the top and bottom and it's nice and smooth in the middle. So I would happily promote Tasty Cake pumpkin pies every day, all day. Okay, yeah. and wait. So you say crust on the top and the bottom. That means like pie crust or there's like yep. a layer of the pumpkin that's crusty. No, no, pie crusts. Ooh, I feel like I would really like that. pumpkin pie. So basically an apple pie, but with pumpkin instead of apples. Absolutely. Wait, I need to try that. Whipped cream on top or no? No. Ice cream? No. 
No, you just you open the package and you eat it, and then you open a second one because you don't feel bad about eating the first one. <laughs> wait, Ro- wait, and you we, eat the second one. Can we go back for a second, Roxy? Have you ever put ice cream on pumpkin pie? Not on pumpkin, okay, on apple. Well, of course, but we were talking. about I don't pumpkin. know. I'm just thinking. Okay, all with right. The crust I just want to make sure. Top, I don't know. I'm, I was just going to start rethinking, curious. you know, the last year and whatever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. All right. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? I would want to be Fry from Futurama. Ah, ooh. Ooh. Bobby Gottfried's ears just went up. <laughs> his antennas just went up. What's the robot's name? He's going to kill Bender. us. Bender. Bender. That's who he wanted to be. What do you mean? Ki- uh, look. Bender Bending Rodriguez. <laughs> if you were guaranteed to be successful in a different profession, what would you want to do? I would want to be successful as a politician. Oh. Um, not because I like politics, right. not because I'm in. I just want to make a difference. And I feel like, you know, with corporate jobs and things like that, you don't get the opportunity as much yeah. to make a difference. But if you're a successful politician and you do the right things, I think you have much more of an ability to make a bigger difference in the mm-hmm. area that you live in as well as the bigger type of picture. So. See, that is the perfect reason to want to go into politics. <laughs> and I wish more people thought the way you did. <laughs> Before they went into politics. Yeah, not so much. That's all I'm going to say about politics. But that's a great yeah. answer. <laughs> Settle down. Settle down, Roxy. <laughs> Rona Roxy's still on fire here. <laughs> anyway, uh, what's the worst thing you did as a child? As a child? So are we talking anything under 18? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, let's see. I, as a younger person... I used to steal a lot of signs, a lot of road signs, a lot of street signs, <laughs> a lot of banners, a lot of whatever wasn't nailed down. Be honest. Do you uh, have the chatter sign? Yeah. Right now? Yeah. I actually, I took all the copper pipes. I took their air conditioning <laughs> unit, took everything. No, I just, I don't know what it was. There's some very funny signs as you drive through Pennsylvania. There are very funny signs in Maryland and you just kind of stop and see if you can pop them off where they're at and. When you can, you, you take them and run. So yeah. that, was, that was my thing. When and I was your reason was just because you could? Like yeah, what? I think I was uh, just at 16, 17 years old. You feel kind of invincible. Sure. Never getting you know caught, never getting in trouble. You kind of feel like, all right. You and know, pushing you that envelope, caught, yeah. Yeah, what's the worst that's going to happen? Uh-huh. Um, and not realizing that stealing street signs is a felony. Right. Um, oh as I now know that as an older person. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I was going to say, it's also cool. You walk into someone's dorm room and they have these like street signs hanging up, like a stop yes. sign. And, I mean, you're the you're yes. badass if yeah. that happens. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. One more of these. If you could live in any TV home, what would it be? And it can also be a movie home. And you can choose if you want to live with the characters or without the characters. Wow. I know that's a lot. <laughs> any TV or movie home. I would pick... The home from Anchorman. Will Ferrell's character has a cool 70s vibe, has a pool. Mm -hmm. It's in San Diego, has a great dog, and he's gone most of the time. So (laughs) there you go. It kind of would just be my own place. Yeah. And it would be paid for. So perfect. That's excellent. Okay, let's close out with some rapid fire Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Are we going in order, Chuck? Go ahead. Or not? Well, that's preferable because then we can just go down the list. All right. Garfield or Heathcliff? Garfield. (laughs) Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Smooth. Brady Bunch or Partridge Family? Neither. Okay. (laughs) Whoa. Perfect. All right. Well, what's your favorite 70s family then? Happy Days because my cousin was on it. 
Oh. Wait, what? Wait, Barry the lead moment <laughs> right here. Wait, wait, wait. This Barry the lead moment is brought to you by stickrick.com. Go to stickrick.com and use the code LLPOD. All right, excuse me. Who's your cousin? My cousin is Ralph Mouth. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> Don yes, Most Don, is your Don cousin? Don Most is my cousin, yeah. Wait, don't. Are, wait, I'm sorry, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, in his defense, Littles, he did not have the form ahead of time. So this is something you would have put on the form, I'm sure, Ben, correct? Oh, sure, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so. You've got to be kidding me. Unfortunately, we're out of time. We got to go. No, we can't time. go. We can't go just yet. This is going to. No, no, no. This is fun. So Don Most. <laughs> You're serious? Yes, he's serious. Yes, Don, Why are you so Star Trek? Not, not Donnie most anymore, but Don most. Don right. most, yeah. It's like Debbie Gibson is now Deborah Gibson, right? Well, That's I'm freak, I'm freaking out because this you is had a like crush on him. Well, no, I did like his character a lot, but I had a huge crush on Ron Howard, especially when he was little Ronnie Howard on the Andy Griffith Opie. show Opie, yeah. as Opie. But I also loved him in Happy Days. So you are cousins with his best friend in the show, who is also very cool. So I'm freaking out a little bit. All right. That's really cool. That doesn't happen a lot. No. Roxy's met a lot of celebrities. We've I met know. a lot of celebrities. That's funny. Oh, good for him. All right. I'm glad I followed up with that question. Thank you, Chuck. All right. Let's finish this it out. This is why with you're here. Uranus jokes. Not funny or never not funny? Never not funny. Excellent. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the Little Littles Podcast. This has been fantastic. Is there anything we can plug for you? How can we get in touch with you? Are you on Twitter and any of, the, any of that stuff? I rarely use Twitter. I just started it like two weeks ago. Well, we can get you a bunch of followers. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's at Thrift Dork, T-H-R-I-F-T-D-O-R-K. Thrift Dork. <laughs> Love it. Love that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anything to plug? Anything your cousin? No, I have. Is your cousin coming up on anything? Is he doing anything? (laughs) He's going to be in Italy at the end of June doing a Happy Days movie type premiere thing. Um, He does a lot of stuff on Broadway. Yeah, singing wise. Wait, he does. Yeah, he's been on stage here. Chuck, why haven't you told me this? His singing career has really been what he's been up to the past five to ten years. That's wonderful. He He does perform a lot in New York. He performs a lot in Florida. Still acts. He's still he's been in a bunch of Hallmark movies and things like that, which are Tony's favorites, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, Roxy's um, favorites. Yep. No, I definitely would plug all his stuff, and I have nothing going on for me. So. <laughs> well, I'm sure he'll appreciate it. Maybe he'll listen to this episode. How about that? Uh, I'll send it to him for right. sure. Sounds good. That is so great. All right, and as an homage to the big show, speaking of Tony, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over clearly. It's over. Cl- okay, right. Okay, we assume. <laughs> Wait, but- why clearly? Don't. See, I know. Roxy's adaptable. I'm adaptable. Whichever way you want to have it in your own home, I will adjust to it. Chuck here is definitely over. (laughs) There's no, no, I will Chuck Todd it if I have to. I will turn it around on you, depending on where I am, actually. Yeah, you won't do that at your mother in law's. No, I would not do that at my mother in law's because she's definitely an under. Yeah. But we won't hold that against her. All right. Well, Ben, thank you so much again for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. We really appreciate the time. Thank you all. I really had a great time. All right, all you loyal listeners, we'll be right back. This is Rob Dundon, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you, Ben, for coming on to meet the Littles. Now, Roxy, what's, what's up? 
You were like starstruck all of a sudden. I'm still speechless. I don't I don't understand <laughs> that because you've met. You tell me all these people you come home at, you know, from Radio City. You're like, oh, guess who was at the show tonight? And we got to meet backstage. And I don't know. I was just that's great. I mean, but I know, but I, I've always had a little crush on little Ronnie Howard yeah, and, and the fact that he, his cousin was one of his co-stars. I mean, I'm sure they were best pals. Maybe. I don't know. You know, you never know how sometimes know. that stuff works, but he didn't really go into that. But yeah, no, that's really cool. No, that was fun. That was actually a lot of fun. And I mean, we swear we had no idea no until idea. the very last minute. <laughs> All right, Roxy, let's we, we're going to get to this other stuff. Yeah. So let's let's just get the other some of the stuff out of the way. But we couldn't start this segment without this. Hey, Chuck and Roxy, I've got a musical question for you. Does anybody really know what time it is? Does anybody really care about daylight time? If so, I can't imagine why we're arguing over daylight saving or daylight savings time. Have a great day. Looking forward to seeing you at Jingle Fest. So obviously, thank you, Tony Beeson, for that. Um, (laughs) Hilarious. Yeah. Anyway. You can make a song for anything these I know, days, I guess. I know, I love it. And then, so next, we're going to get to this, our not being able to pronunciate words, Roxy. We help because we love. It's Eustation Tubes. Eustation. Can't wait to see you guys at Jingle Fest. Now, Littles, that was Bobby Gottfried. We want to make sure we say that this time, because apparently we kind of, sort of, after the fact... Oh, Really? Yeah, so right, we right. sort of dropped. We didn't say, hey, this is a voice memo from Bobby Gottfried. Right. So we wanted to make sure we did that this time. And Roxy, I'm loving this. I mean, it's a little more work on my end production wise uh-huh. and editing and stuff like that. But this has been fun. I mean, look, we offered it up. We're doing it. So we have another voice memo. Hey, Chuck and Roxy, it's Mo. couple things. One, it's Eustation tubes. Like the letter U or me and you or the tree U and then station. Like... Bus station, train station, you station tubes. And regarding the whole daylight versus standard time, I just cut that out and I just write Eastern, Mountain, Pacific, Central, or ET, MT, PT, that thing. And let people figure out whether or not it's daylight or uh, standard. Bye. And thank you, Mo, for that. Now, Roxy, we have to, have to, have to get into all of the, I don't even, I guess we're calling it the sink talk, okay? I don't want to say you poke the bear, but... Oh, I poke the bear, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't know where to begin with all this. But let's start here. Debbie Mittman. Roxy, I am so with you on the double sinks issue. As you noticed during your house hunting in Maryland, we are apparently the land of double sinks. I, too, (laughs) have no idea why double sinks exist. Our house was built in 1990, and we have suffered with one for the past 32 years. I do a lot of baking, and it drives me crazy that the sink is too small for a baking pan. Yes. Just yesterday, I made some dessert bars and couldn't fit my pan into the sink. Yes. So annoying. But good luck trying to find a house without one. You have my sympathies, Deb. P.S. And please move to Maryland. We'd love to have you both here. Aw. That's so sweet. And then we have this one. Hello, Chuck and Roxy. I am copying in my wife as backup. I replayed the one sink, two sink segment for Linda. I knew this is ironically the exact opposite of our viewpoint. Ironically, we ask, what is up with all these one big farmhouse sink kitchens? 
Here is our current two sink setup, see below. The main point is simply this. You soak and clean on the left and air dry on the right. In a one sink setup, I presume the thought is that you soak and clean and then immediately transfer all the items into the dishwasher. The challenge with that are items like cups with painted designs that aren't dishwasher safe. In addition, non-stick coatings and pan handles don't hold up to repeated dishwasher use. Note, despite its popularity, dish towels are not very sanitary, at least according to Purdue University's Advanced Sanitation 455 class. On another note, we are undertaking a kitchen remodel, which includes a larger dual sink design plus a gooseneck faucet with sprayer function. Anyway, there you go. Let's call this essay in defense of two sinks. Tony Beeson. Then we heard from Tim Cree. In a double sink, I can have something thawing while I use the drain side. My sink is two big sinks, not one sink cut in half to be small. Then we heard another one. Roxy, a double sink isn't one sink that someone cut in half. It's two regular size sinks side by side. You can put something in the right side to thaw in cold water from the freezer or pour something into the strainer like pasta and let it sit and still have the other side with the drain disposal for washing and cleaning. We are redoing our kitchen and added an undermount sink. Each basin is 14 wide by 18 long and 9 inches deep. Nothing tiny about it. Okay, here's the thing about that. When I say cut in half, look at your double sink. You see that there is a divider. There are two sides, right? We talked about this. But imagine if that divider wasn't there, the sink would be way bigger. Yeah, so I guess you could still have the pasta strainer off to the side. That's, That's kind of what do. we do. Yeah. That's I mean, what I our do. sink's not huge, but it's deep. I like our sink that it's deep. Yeah, it's I almost mean, like a butt. Look, it's not that big, but it's cut in half, multi compartment, whatever. It is smaller. <laughs> All right. Well, just wait. We haven't gotten to the bathroom yet. We're still in the kitchen, Roxy. I know. Smitty Scoop, tell Roxy we have double sinks in both bathrooms. Both sinks are full size. The kitchen sink is a regular single sink. By the way, don't move to Maryland. Virginia is so much better. <laughs> okay, wait. So, so now we when, have you say, when you say in the bathroom there's double sinks, you mean that there's, there's a, two sinks. There's two separate sinks. Like I think it's right. called Jack and Jill Something like bathroom. That. Well, no, like, that's... Yeah, no. okay. His and hers, his and his, hers and well, hers. Right. Whatever, not, whatever it's, it is, it's you've got two, two separate, separate sinks, sinks with correct. like counter space in, in the between, middle. Correct. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Then we heard from Scott Moffat. When I heard Roxy talk about double sinks, I first thought of two sinks in the bathroom. When I'm working with customers on their house plans, that's always a discussion. Mm -hmm. My rule of thumb, unless both of you brush your teeth at the same time, <laughs> get a large vanity with a single sink. Yes. You get a lot more storage space. Yes. Okay, that's fair. Yep. That's fair. Then we hear from Dean in Damascus. According to carolineondesign.com, the trend is certainly moving away from double bowl sinks. Double sinks were popular before the dishwasher was invented. This allowed people to keep dirty dishes soaking in one bowl while the other bowl was used for rinsing the clean dishes. Right. And then you have a drying rack or a drying mat next to the sink so that it can dry. Okay. Fair enough. All right. And then she also sent in a voice memo. So let's play that quick. <laughs> All I'm going to say is that Jen Babish, the kitchen designer extraordinaire, when she did our kitchen, yeah, a single sink. And it's got a built-in removable tray. So if you want to not have dishes sitting directly in the sink, it's just a little bit raised. It is the most amazing sink ever. Single sinks are definitely the way to go. Okay, that's all good and fair. The 
only thing I got out of that memo is, who's Jen Babish? <laughs> Who the hell is Jen Babish? I don't know. Are we going to meet her next week? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Who is, I don't even, I've never heard. I don't know who that is. All right. Then we heard, now we're going to go even further, Roxy. Steve Osbolt wrote in. He said, what about three or four compartment sinks? If you see the red sign, he sent a picture. If you see the red signs, they explain why they are different compartments. I mean, now we're talking, obviously, industry, restaurant, catering. I would yeah. love I mean, to have a sink like that. Holy cow. That is acceptable Now, one of them, he had me. icing champagne and blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, yeah. Adam Jameson wrote in and said, so Roxy might do a double sink if one side had champagne bottles in it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> now, I'm not huge on the champagne, but Roxy is. So oh, yeah. that would be fine. So yeah. let's yeah. tie a bow in this you know, okay, so double just, sink. Okay, so just ahead. to recap... <laughs> Unless your double sink is a full-size sink on both sides, I don't want anything to do with it. And when I say cut in half, I mean that divider that makes it, that makes two this one sinks. unit two sinks. That's a lot of counter space you're giving up, though. Yeah. yeah. And no, just give me one big sink. So I guess the whole farmhouse, what Tony Beeson was talking about, the farmhouse sink, that is the kind of sink I would like. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I'm adaptable. That's all I'm going to say on this I topic. I am not. I'm adaptable. I am not. All right, Roxy, one week away from Jingle Fest. How yeah. excited are you? I'm excited. We're very excited. Now I'm that we excited. have we, we have our hotel reservations, I'm so curious. we're staying at the hotel. Yes, I'm so, so curious, Chuck, how you're going to how you're going to I be. don't know. Like I might lose my mind if I ever meet this mythical Jen Babish. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I, I'm hoping we'll meet her, but we might have to do an immediate interview when we see her. So we don't know if we're going to do anything like that. We'll probably bring our stuff down, but we also don't want to get away from the Jingle Fest. Right. It would be fun, though. We want to like just walk around and maybe get some sound bites from people. I don't know. We'll, we'll think about it. We'll see what we're going to do. It's more about logistics, where to set up. I guess we could just do it in the hotel room at some point, mm-hmm. but we'd like to do something while we're down there because yeah. this is our first. The first yeah. for both of us, we're so excited to meet so many people, but we also don't want to take away from that we don't want to take away from time but we'll see we'll see we might have a little impromptu maybe we'll meet a new little down there jen babish who just wants to (laughs) immediately do an interview and we could maybe hook that up all right roxy let's get out of here tell everyone how they can get in touch with us all the information you need is on our website loyallittlespod.com that's it that's it that's it it's so easy now i know (laughs) and i didn't get any spam this week no that was a little just okay people actually had lives this week good okay Oh, Roxy, we forgot to do the butter dish update. We got some emails on that, but oh well, we'll have to tease that for next time. And remember, for all your stick grip needs, go to stickgrip.com. And for all your fog-free eyewear needs, go to fogfreeeyewear.com. And most importantly, don't forget, if you're out shopping online tonight for those items and or anything, use the code. Just use it, people. Bye. My cousin is Ralph Mouth. Does anybody really care?
The Loyal Littles podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Wait, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Oh, yeah.